It's time again for the TCU Food Bank's Taking Care of You podcast. I'm your host, Spud McConnell, and we're going to talk about how you can help feed the hungry and the homeless down in South Louisiana. So let's chew the fat, huh? Now make la vie, as the Cajuns say on the TCU Food Bank's Taking Care of You podcast. All right, so we're talking to uh, parish councilman Darren Gidry of District 6, who has thrown his hat in the ring to be the parish president. Why I don't know. That's why we're, that's why we're here to go. What were you thinking? So first off, hey Darren, how you been? I'm doing okay, and yourself? Oh God, you know, old and fat, and getting older and fatter every day. Uh, how long have you been on the parish council? I've been on the parish council for two terms, uh, eight years now. And why did you get into politics to begin with? Well, you, uh, my business background is is in media, mm-hmm. so I, I ran radio stations. And, of course, in radio stations, you kind of serve the listeners. Yes. Because if you don't program what the listeners want to listen to, they don't listen, you don't get advertisers. And so, yeah, I, I wish, was used I to wish serving... corporate radio believed that, but that's well, a, we'll move yeah, on. That's why I'm not in radio anymore, yeah, because right. corporate, uh, corporate right. went away from serving listeners. And, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, it is a whole other story. But, yes. um, you know, and then I was in the radio, uh, and then I started a newspaper, the Tri-Parish Times and Gum Entertainment Guy, where I served readers. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that paper in 2014, you know, there was there was kind of just a hole in serving people. So when this uh, seat came up and available, uh, I decided to run for parish council, and fortunately the voters agreed, and they elected me, and they overwhelmingly elected me for a second term. So how many people ran for that seat your first go-round? first go-round is five of them, yeah. I ran for, when, when David Vitter went to Congress, I ran for his seat. And I only ran to bring the movie industry here. That's the only reason I was running. There were 14 of us, and I found out I was everybody's second choice. <laughs> so I didn't make the runoff. But still, whatever, the reason I ran got fixed. It, the film industry's in Louisiana. Has everything that you, the reason you ran, has it been fixed in District 6? Um, you know, we've done a lot in District 6. We've accomplished a lot of the things that we needed to. Uh, you know, I asked around and said, is there any drainage issues in District 6? And I was told no. And I was, but when I got in it, I found out that was not the case. So we fixed drainage. We fixed some recreation issues. One of the biggest issues we had in District 6 is, you know, we have a, uh, bike trails painted in the middle of this uh, boulevard called Val High Boulevard. Yeah, I know Val High. And uh, it's not the safest thing in the world. So when I first got elected, people were like, why did you do that? You know, I almost hit somebody the other day. So I began uh, about a year after I got elected on building an off-road bike path, a 12-foot wide path mm-hmm. in the right-of-way that is right there along Val High that one day we may four-lane it, but never really will. And so um, I began that process, got state funding, but the state funding uh, procedure takes so long, we're actually going to construction in the fourth quarter of this year. It's taken that many years. To get it. So we've got a lot of things in the works, quality things of life Things that you put in We've got a, a kayak canoe uh, park that we're just now, that I've been working on for four years on Southdown Mandalay Road, called the Mandalay Park. We're gonna do a lot of uh, infrastructure work there. We just got to where this year, finally, we're working on acquiring the land and beginning that. So hopefully that construction will begin, if not, at fourth quarter at the beginning of next year it just in government it takes time it's frustrating as a businessman because we want to see it done right away and we've done everything possible to speed it up but we've got a lot of things coming in the next uh next four years as a result of what we've done the first eight so so you're comfortable leaving your district seat 
if or if I mean, what happens if you don't win Paris president? You've set everything in motion, or or you win. I don't I don't know, I don't know when the elections for dis for Paris Council are. Uh, it's at the same time. So the same time. And and, and I could run for re-election, but uh, I realize being a councilman is most of the phone calls we get, they don't call us and say, "Hey, Darren, could you pass a law?" No. You know, what they call us about is, "Hey, Darren, can you fix my street? Can you fix my curb? Can you uh, get the grass cut?" Can you uh, dig out this ditch? These are all things that the parish president is directly uh, in charge of. And so we have to have a working relationship with the parish president. And I've worked well together with pa parish president Dove. I've, I worked well even outside of government with, uh, with pra parish president Michelle Claude. In fact, he appointed me to the levy board. So it's very important to work together with your parish president. But you know what? It's even better to be parish president because you can affect not only what happens in District 6, but you can also make things happen across Terrebonne Parish. There's no reason why West Homa has to be the only area that gets as much attention as it gets. There's people I, who yeah, live in East Homa who I'm, need the same attention. I'm not from here, and I keep I hear the differences between East. Oh, that's on the east side over there. It's like, well, I, I go to the east side all the time. What, I, I don't see a lot of difference. I mean, it's a little, maybe a little more rural heading down, but it's it's still home. People people should be uh, people should be treated. That's how important Darren. That's how important Darren is. He's got he's got people calling him right now. Uh, that's an eight hundred number, so it's probably somebody looking for money. Or looking for money, or yeah, something. trying to trying to sell me an extension for my car warranty. You uh you your uh, your guy uh, sent me uh, some some questions that you might want to discuss. One of the things that uh, you think. Things that affect more people in, in Terrebonne Paris than anything else are things like cost of living. The price of gas, the price of fuel, the price of food, things like that. What can a parish president do along those lines? I mean, you can't, you can pass ad valorem taxes, you can fix drainage, but how are you going to, how can you affect food prices or gas prices? I mean, that, isn't that out of your pay grade? Well, in, in the city of Homa, of course, we can be as efficient as possible. We're about to build a new power plant. So we want to make sure that we make the proper investments so that way we, we can try to hold down utility rates in the city of Homa mm -hmm. as much as possible. Um, uh, although the parish president is not in charge of raising or lowering rates, and there's been no rate change really since I've been a councilman, yeah, like but it. there's a commodity charge. So if it costs you uh, more money to buy electricity or produce electricity, then you have that's a pass on to the customers. So we can lower people's, uh, try to work on lower people's electric bills. We can make sure that our taxes don't go up, that we operate within our current means. But the other thing is right now, uh, people are struggling with flood insurance rates that are going up. <laughs> Tell me about it. And we've done two things on that. First of all, we have joined with the uh, Attorney General to sue uh, FEMA over its uh, rate increase, what they call risk rating 2.0, where they're increasing 18% a year, yeah. everybody's insurance. But there's another thing that happens that's supposed to be happening in September, and that is elevation requirements. Basically, everybody south of the intercoastal uh, is going to have to elevate to arbitrary elevations that are, that are, you know, are capricious. Um, yeah, and that's that's an excellent word because I'm, rem I'm reminded of uh, after uh, some of the storms, some of the flooding in St. Charles Parish, when they had a meeting with the FEMA people and they all came and said something, and everybody just walked up there and dropped their, their house keys on the ledge going, I can't afford to live in my house because of your your flood rates. So here, here's the house, have fun, you know, move somebody in there who, I don't know. Uh, I, that was a very bold statement and it really, it really took them by surprise. So, I mean, 
can you kind of prime the pump to go, everybody show up with your keys or show up with fake keys or whatever? Well, what we're going to have to do, um, uh, FEMA hired LSU to do a surge model to show if we had a storm that came into Terrebonne Parish and we had zero levees, how high would the water get? And they set elevations based on that. And they are trying to demand that Terrebonne Parish in September start making eleva everybody elevate to that if they build a new house or they don't get electricity or if their house is for some reason damaged over uh, 51% mm -hmm. of the appraised value of the house that the assessor has. Then you have to elevate that house. You can't re re rebuild it. Imagine all after a storm, how yeah. many homes, you know, so, and, and these elevations as a result of them not recognizing any of our levees uh, are such as though right behind Rouse's on Grand Caillou Road, which is the yeah. city of Homa, right? Yeah. They have to elevate 10 feet up. Most of those houses are probably five feet above. What are they going to do? Bring in five foot of dirt? And if they do do that, they're going to flood their neighbors with drainage. So this is a huge issue, and it's a Terrebonne Parish-only issue. If you live in Golden Meadow, you're not in a flood zone. Why? Because they recognize those levees. Yeah, but, but they didn't Meadow. recognize them at first. So, I mean, how can you force or, or persuade FEMA to recognize the levees and the flood protection y'all have already done? We're going to have to go to LSU. We're going to have to say, look, you've got a surge model. Add our levees to it, and we're going to have to pay and so, LSU and to so, do a new model. So you got to do a model because FEMA told LSU to ignore them. Because yes. as far as they were concerned, even though even though Lafouche Parish is, you know, they exactly. they showed that they worked. And so we're going to have to go to FEMA. If we have to, we have to sue FEMA as a parish because this is a Terrebonne Parish only thing. They recognize St. Mary, they recognize Lafouche, but they don't recognize our levees. Do they just not like us? <laughs> they don't like you, Darren? They don't like Gordy? What's the matter? I mean. Uh, you know, the federal government is in the cover your butt business. That's That's it. Yes. So um, uh, ever since uh, Hurricane Katrina, they said, you know, we're never going to promise people they're not going to flood. We're only going to be in the flood risk reduction. And we want to be so overboard that, that, you know, if somebody floods, it's not on us. So yeah. they've gone they've gone totally the opposite. Well, my house in Jefferson Parish is a, is a race. It's not raised high, but I mean, you know, the house is like 90 years old. It's on piers. It's the 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 subfloor is about two and a half feet off of the ground, and then the ground is a little bit higher than the street. So my house is about three feet high. When Katrina came and flooded the whole neighborhood, my house did not flood. Water got under it, but it never got into it. But everybody who had a slab house, they flooded. But slab houses are like it's still the thing to do. So I mean, are you would you encourage people to if you're gonna build a new house? Put it up six six feet, you know, in in the construction of it, just because to avoid all this, to avoid all this stuff. Uh, elevations are going to go up, uh, but we have areas that have never flooded, have no history, mm -hmm. and they're now told to increase four or five feet higher than they were. But they have ne they have They've no never, history. Never, like never some of the places you're talking about in Jefferson, and the places you're talking about in Jefferson, some of those are not this considered in flood zones because they're surrounded by federal levees. Yeah, and the problem is though, you get your uh, you get your information from them, and then all of a sudden you are, you know, uh, like like they want forty four hundred dollars for me to uh, flood. It, but it depends on the on the agency you go to. Like I get my flood insurance through some guy in Florida. It's doubled, but it's still less than a thousand dollars. But this new—I'm trying to find new insurance, homeowners insurance—and I said, "Okay, all right, that's not a bad price. What if we do flood? Forty-four hundred dollars." I'm going. 
There has never been a drop of water in my house. Never. But understand, Spud, a lot of people don't realize this because different insurance companies write it for FEMA. Yeah. But FEMA is the people who, the only entity that offers flood insurance. So you so, but get, they're, so they're, they're but they're conflicting with each other. I mean, I get my flood insurance from another company out of Florida. I've been getting them from them for years, but then this company, all of a sudden, FEMA tells them they got to charge me forty four hundred dollars. That's because that company is really not uh, the insurance company. They're just handling it for FEMA. So you have Wright Insurance Company. Yeah. You have several others. That's all I got. Yeah. Well, Wright is really selling you FEMA. Yeah. And they make like 10%. Yeah, I know. So they're okay if the rates go up because but, they but, make more money. But the, the the insurance company that I'm speaking to right now, they right off the bat say $4,400 for, for flood insurance. So they, they obviously are not dealing with FEMA or else they are kowtowing big time. So that's, you know, it's... That's another puzzling thing that people are going to come to you for, you know, as parish president. They'll go, fix this for me. And some of the stuff is just not, it's not fixable. It's but, above. you know, if you don't have the background like I have with the levy board and with the parish council, you, you, you're completely lost in this whole FEMA process. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard for me to explain to, uh, to individuals what it's like. And just imagine somebody who gets into this position as parish president doesn't have this experience. You know, it, it would... Uh, a lot wouldn't get done. You would, uh, one of the things, too, uh, I know that you wanted to uh, address is um, funding for fire and police and public safety concerns about crime. You got a new police chief. You got a, a, a sheriff who's only you know going into the third year of his first term. He seems to be pretty popular. And he seems to be doing pretty well. You got a new uh, uh, chief of the Homo Police Department. Uh, I... <clears throat> You know, I live next to New Orleans, so crime, and I live on a two-block-long street that the district attorney lives on, too, and I still got crime in my area. I don't see crime like I'm used to seeing over here. What do you see over here that I don't see? Other than, I mean, the, the horrible things like the little girl and well, like that. Well, you know, crime is on the rise in, in Terrebonne Parish. A lot of the crime we're seeing is for the with the younger kids. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, really? Uh, uh, younger as in what? Like pre-teenagers. Like you know, pre if, we, if we're seeing, if we're seeing uh, gun violence mm -hmm. uh, in Terrebonne Parish, a lot of it is, is are in the teenage years. Um, and, you know, uh, the sheriff and the police chief could tell you a little more about that. But on a government aspect, what we're going to need to do uh, as far as crime is, first of all, a lot of the crime coming in with people stealing cars, pulling on uh, yeah. doors. Some of that is coming out of New Orleans, and oh. some of it is rather organized. Yes, it's groups coming down. Oh, they doing got this. beggars out there that are organized. We need to make this an area to where it's not a, it's it's not a friendly place for them to do this, and they go elsewhere. Well, what about I mean, encouraging because people are not just not used to it here. They're used to like at my house, we we don't leave the the front door unlocked. I mean, unless I'm out there with my son cutting grass or something like that. Otherwise, you come in, you lock the door. You lock your car door when you get in. You know, when you get out of the car. I mean, it's just normal for us. It's, does, does that need to be the normal here? Do, they need, do the people need to be educated? Or, I mean, I, I'm, how can I say this? Do I want you to crack down on the people who are doing it? Yeah. But a lot of this stuff, to me, is just common sense. You know, don't, don't well, leave stuff in your car. And, that, and you know, that, that's, uh, you, oftentimes people want to blame the victim. You know, yeah. you should have locked your car. Well, you know, we ultimately want to build a community where you don't have to lock you. True, that's very true. So, you know, how can we do that? You know, we, we're doing that through crime cameras. We can do it in our area by uh, uh, declaring war and declaring war on poverty. 
you know, if we can declare war on poverty, and how do we do that? Well, we have to create jobs in Terrebonne Parish. If we can create jobs so people can uh, earn a decent living in Terrebonne Parish, then, you know, they're less uh, likely to get into, um, you know, crime situations, or they won't be as desperate as others, you know? True. A lot I, of people are on drugs and such because they're depressed, and they're, a lot of times they're depressed because they don't have means. A lot of people uh, say the, the the war on poverty has been fought for, I don't know, they, we, we dump trillions into the war on poverty because if you're too busy, it's just like this last go-around with COVID and, and, and all this, this money that was doled out by the government. If you're getting paid to sit on your behind, why are you going to get up off your behind? So I like your idea of you want to fight poverty, fight unemployment, create more jobs. How are you going to do that? How I'm going to do that is, first of all, you know, I served six years on the Terrible Economic Development Authority. Uh, I was appointed by the, to represent the Homa Chamber of Commerce. And in those six years, I kind of learned how economic development works. Then as a councilman, I've been going to the police jury associations and the National Association of Counties Conventions. And I've attended all the economic development seminars to learn how economic development has changed. And a lot of it has changed in the fact that um, in the past, people wanted cheap labor. Today, it's not. They want access to qualified labor. That's, that's the biggest deal, yeah. Everybody so, can hire somebody cheap, but then you get cheap work. Bingo. So you have to invest in your community. You know, it, it, people can live anywhere and work out of their house. But if, if the grass is three foot tall inside of our public uh, mm -hmm. areas, if our streets are all crumbled and broken, look at our state highways. You know, we as a parish need to work together with the state. we got to get some of these highways fixed. If our community is this bad, these people are not going to want to locate here. So we have to do that. The other thing is we have to, we have to make sure we're investing enough money in our current Tarot and Economic Development Authority board and group. We need to make sure that they uh, have the support of the parish. And they are our salesperson. Right now... In essence, we're a car dealership that doesn't have any salespeople selling the cars. So we're going to have to have somebody selling Terrebonne Parish out there. So we have to clean up Terrebonne Parish, and we need to go out there and talk to site location consultants. These are the ones that these big companies hire mm -hmm. to find a location. If we are very aggressive and we're doing things well here, guess what? The Louisiana Department of Economic Development, when they get a request for a proposal for a company willing to locate in this area, they're going to come to Terrebonne because they know Terrebonne's easy to work with. They're aggressive. LED wants to get a win in Baton Rouge, right? Mm -hmm. So they, they're going to go to the parish they think is going to have the best success. We need to make sure that LED, we are so organized and professional in our economic development that we are the call from Baton Rouge and they work with us. And you've got areas in mind to attract people, in other words, to build, build, build a corporate office for somebody if you're trying to coerce them to come here i mean this was a big big time you know oil place here i mean wouldn't it be easier to coerce more oil to come back to this area since we're already get set up with that kind of infrastructure well uh you know the oil industry is under attack right now yeah no, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah and I, I i don't see those attacks stopping um so there's always going to there's always going to be that pressure to diversify our economy and we just assume start now I think our oil industry is going to uh, come back, and I think it's going to be, you know, very strong. You know, once the once Washington D.C. Uh, discovers that it's going to take time to convert energy, we still need oil, right? 
Um, once we can get them to recognize that, and I think it'll happen, uh, I think we'll see the oil industry have a, a resurgence, but we do need to diversify our economy, and I have some plans on how to do that. You know, I just need to get there. Well, there you go. Give me one closing statement there, Darren, since uh, we're running out of time. The closing statement is the next Paris president's going to have a lot of challenges. Uh, and in order for us, I mean, it's a pivotal point. I mean, our parish can go can go in one direction or another over the next eight years. That's how important it is. I see that from the inside. It's very important that we make sure that the parish president has the experience, leadership, and will work hard to uh, to uh, tackle those challenges we're going to be facing. All right. Well, good luck. When's election day? Uh, the election day is October 14th. Early voting starts September 30th. And I ask that you vote Darren Guidry for parish president. There you go. Thanks for joining us, Darren. We're wrapping it up on the Spudcast here right after this. Spud here. You know that uh, ABC Title will notarize your car transfer scary fast. But did you know they can notarize just about anything that needs a notary? Oh, yeah. And they do that scary fast, too. General notarizations like uh, titles, licensing forms, lien waivers, your general power of attorney, limited power of attorney, provisional custody by mandate, which uh, that's, that's when like you got to go away to a job in Alaska for six months and you give temporary parental authority to a friend or a family member. Yeah. Simple wills, affidavits, certified true copies, and if you're a business and you need a lot of notary services, ABC Title can negotiate an annual fee so you don't have to pay each time you go. Oh yeah, ABC Title got your notary right here. Go to scaryfast.com to find out more. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish Coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. 